Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Eckhart. It has been some time since I have returned to the podcast But in truth, I have always been here. Today, I trust that none of you are getting too involved with mind structures or mind things. And you are truly embedded in a state of presence. The only place where true thought can come in. The only way to access any of this is through silence and a surrender to the present moment. The only moment that there is. And through that presence, you may say, you have the chance of having one true original thought. But again, don't get too caught up in the intricacies of the mind structures, for they will easily lead you astray. Thank you. Shit. Ah, thank you, Eckhart. And in the absence of a real cool bell that he has, I had to bang something against a glass and do a little makeshift moment there. But hey, it all worked. And, you know, it's one of those things where you always got to bring it back to Eckhart. He always makes me feel calm. He always makes me feel present and in tune with the moment and in tune with my actual thoughts and quiets all the noise, you know, all the noise of the city, all the stress of the city, all the stress of the art world, all the stress of 
people online and social media and, you know, those thoughts that kind of come in and start to take over your mindset. So that's going to lead us into what we're going to talk about today, which I think is deceivingly powerful. And that is don't believe everything that you think. A variation on don't believe everything that you read. You get a parking violation and a maggot on your sleeve. So shave your face with some mace in the dark. Take out all your food stamps and burn them on the trailer park. Yo, cut it. Okay. So anybody who knows what that is, I'm sure you might know. People of my generation will know right away. But anyway, we're going to talk about, yeah, don't believe everything that you think. And maybe take a moment, take a moment to reflect on this because it really is powerful what that means when you really get down to it. Because we all have these mind structures. We all have these thoughts that we come up with and buffers that we come up with in our mind and rationalizations that we come up with in our mind that shape us and can sometimes get in our way. They can sometimes be the biggest barrier to us pushing ahead and getting you know over that hump into a level of success or growth or whatever it is you want to have, consciousness, you name it. And we're going to get into that a little bit right now. So what do I mean by having like a belief system or a mind structure that is holding you back? Well, we all develop these over time. We're all conditioned over time. Some of these are conditioned by our parents even, or something you carry on from your ancestors that you believe to be a truth. And sometimes these are not as true as you think they are, especially when you step back and you get objective about it. So I think it's really important sometimes if you're struggling or if you're really kind of hitting your head up against a wall or you've hit a ceiling where you can't go any further to step back and kind of question your beliefs a little bit. Question certain core beliefs that you have that might be holding you back. For example, this is one we already talked about with the law of attraction with money. A lot of people have these money hangups that are conditioned by society or conditioned by parents or conditioned by movies or music or whatever you, your own experience. Maybe you've been poor your whole life and you started to associate money with people being assholes. Like you work in a restaurant and somebody comes in who's wealthy and they leave a bad taste in your mouth. You're like, well, all wealthy people are assholes or, you know, money can't buy you happiness or money is the root of all evil. We've already talked about that a little bit, but that is a limiting belief or a belief structure that could be holding you back. Once you break free of that and you start to think of money in a different way and you start to find some positive examples of people who have money who are altruistic and do great things for the world or in the environment and for poverty and even, you know, eradicating disease. Once you start to see that and have examples of that, you can go, oh, there are some examples of people who have money who are, you know, very conscious people and who are doing good things in the world. Or like even thinking about it a different way with yourself. Like if I had this money, what could I do with it? How could I give back to the community, to the artistic community? How could I give money to some of these charities or whatever? How could I have a better life, which will then reflect better for my kids and my family? How can I take care of my parents better? All that stuff. So that's just one example of a belief structure, a limiting belief that can hold you back. But there are so many others, and there's so many that are small, and there's so many that are large, and there are so many in the art world that can hold you back. Like, for example, I'll give you one for me personally. When I first started trying to get involved with selling my work online and I started to launch into that and I was skeptical, you know, I saw other people 
making money and selling work a lot. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I believe this. Or then I would find these people that I saw who were selling a lot and just killing it. And it started to make me angry and it started, cause it reflected poorly on me and it made me feel like, well, I wasn't doing what they're doing. So I started to develop like a unhealthy belief system, which was, well, they probably just know somebody in our world or, or they're just selling out or they're just, they're doing a style that is, you know, more popular that people want to buy more. And really when I started to question those beliefs a bit and really get down to the root of it, it was all bullshit because even if you do like the most popular genre of art out there, it is still very difficult for people to find that work and take a chance on it and buy it consistently to a point where you can make a living. So that's just a false belief system that you have there. And it holds you back because it just blocks you from being able to, you know, take the steps that you need to do that to to find your own little niche and kind of mirror that in a way that makes you successful. It just holds you back. So once I finally broke through that, it really opened up so many doors for me. And it's funny because now that I have done that and I've been making a living off of my art for seven plus years now, um, actually eight if you consider the year that I was paying off debt and getting you know ready to burn the boats and jump into it. So let's just say eight. For eight years, I have been doing these things and making a living as an artist with my work completely and selling consistently. And now I find other people who are doing the same thing because I can recognize it when I see it. Some of these people are online. Some of these people are people that I know. I'm not going to name any names, but I get like backhanded compliments from these people sometimes. Or And you can tell it's like a rationalization of they've, they've found a way to kind of compartmentalize what I'm doing in their mind. And really what I see is like, that's just a block. That's a block for these people because it makes them feel like, well, you know, yeah, yeah well, if I did this, then of course I would be successful. But really, you're just holding yourself back by having this negative blocking pattern. So that's something, those are a couple examples of things that could be holding you back. But there are more. Another limiting belief that you can have, for example, as an actor, could be, oh, well, you know, you only have to know somebody to get ahead in this business. All the people that are famous, all the people who've made it in the acting world know somebody. They've got a connection. They've got an in. And I've even said that in the past. And when I was an actor at the beginning, I truly believed that. And looking back on it, it's probably what held me back. And yes, there is always some truth to these things, right? Yes, there are a lot of people who have a father or a cousin or an uncle or an aunt or a grandma in the business, and it is an in for them. But these people still had to perform in those certain situations. Like once they got in the room, they had to perform and they had to show that they had the chops to do it. So what you're doing is you're taking away from those people and their own struggles. And really, we have no idea what's going on with anybody behind the scenes or what kind of burden they're carrying or what they've been through. So it's really detrimental to you and to them to put them in a box and just go, yeah, they just they made it because of this. Because really, what they might have had is a lower barrier of an entry point as far as like getting those auditions that they needed or getting in that room with that person. But once they get in there, the same rules apply. So you got to work harder to maybe get those auditions and maybe get out there and meet some people. But, you know, once you do and you get in that room, then you still got to perform like these people and you still got to show your chops as an actor. And then it's on you. Looking back on that kind of stuff, if you've made it yourself from soup to nuts, kind of like I did in the art world, I didn't have a lot of help and, and I scraped my way up to where I am right now. It's very rewarding once you've done that. So 
it's one of those things that nobody can take away from you. So just don't let those belief structures hold you back. Another one can be, well, I'm not going to be able to make it in the art world because my group, whatever that be, whatever your group is, you can. this could be hundreds of groups that you could define yourself as. My group has not really had a good history of making it in the art world or whatever. We've been marginalized and kept down by the man, kept down by the forces that be. Well, that may be true. That may have been true in the past. And, you know, the past doesn't equal the future. And really what I see in the art world right now is so exciting because there are so many different groups now that are getting their day in the sun. They're getting a chance to do things that they never had a chance to do before. And there are organizations and people like holding you up and like wanting to celebrate you. So that's another limiting belief that we, that can really hold you back. And also it can do damage because I see it a lot in our society now of people who like to define you and put you in a group. And then it's easier to kind of hate upon you because, oh, well, you're just part of this group. And when you're defined as a different group, as an other, and put in that group, it's easier to dehumanize you and therefore justify anything that's done to you. And that's what you see a lot in politics these days that's so detrimental. But again, it goes back to not really judging people because you never know what's really going on behind the scenes. You never know what burden they're carrying. You never know what's happened in their history or their trauma or whatever. So that's just a negative limiting belief on two levels really for you that can hold you back. Because what these do, what a lot of these limiting beliefs do is just go, well, fuck it, you know, because it is this way, I'm not going to try. Because I don't paint this genre or I'm part of this group or because I don't have any money or because X, Y, Z, you know, whatever it is you want to put out there, because of these factors, I don't have a chance. And so if you're convincing yourself that you don't have a chance, well, why try, right? And even if you are trying, it might be kind of a half-assed try or it just might be something that you're blocking yourself from an energy standpoint by stopping yourself before you've even started. So do yourself a favor. (laughs) Ah, bless me. So do yourself a favor and, you know, cut that out. Which brings us to the most limiting and detrimental beliefs and belief system that you can have as an artist that has been showered upon you by everybody in our culture. And I've said it before so many times, and that is, well, you're never going to be famous or you're never going to make any money till you're dead. Or artists aren't supposed to make money. Artists don't make any money. I've heard people say it in rooms that I've been in recently. Like, does anybody really make a living as an artist? And I was like, whoa, what am I, chop liver? I, I make a living as an artist. And yes, it is possible. And it is very fulfilling. So you're doing yourself a major disservice when you're letting those kind of limiting beliefs and cultural beliefs seep into your bloodstream and kind of corrupt yourself from the inside out. Those are very detrimental. Another one along those same lines is the idea that you have to have some sort of benefactor or bankroller as an artist to be able to do your work. And that really comes from this whole idea of like, well, I just need to be able to create art all the time and I I just need all these roadblocks taken away and I need somebody to bankroll me and take care of all this and then somebody will swoop in and take the reins and sell my work. Well, as you've heard in the previous podcast episode, that probably isn't going to happen. And what you're doing is you're taking all the power out of your own hands and going like all this stuff that you could control and you could put yourself out there and potentially have a more fulfilling life, a more fulfilling artistic career, and more power to control the trajectory of your career when you take it into your own hands. So that's also a very limiting belief. And it's one that I subscribe to 
when I was starting out because I was working my full-time day job and then I'd come home and I'd create and then I would drink and I would be like, man, I just need somebody to bankroll me. And really looking back on that, that held me back for a long time because it took my focus away from where it needed to be. And honestly, if it had happened, if I had found somebody to bankroll me and to be my benefactor, I probably would be dead right now because it would have taken away, oh, well, I can just stay here in the studio and drink myself to death and paint. No, I had to get my shit together and figure it out you know, on my own terms, how I could do it, how I could take the reins and do it for myself. So, you know, really looking back on it all, I had a whole slew of limiting beliefs that were holding me back and then past, you know, negative conditioning and whatever happened in my childhood that made me question my value as an artist and as a human being. A lot of us have these things on our shoulders, weighing us down and making it very hard to climb out of this ditch that we're in and, you know, see things for how they truly are. Just take a minute, get still, find the presence and find the one true answer. So as Eckhart would say, and you know, he's right. That's absolutely right. Sometimes we just have to clear all of the cobwebs and all the mud from our eyes and see things how they truly are. Have a little dose of reality and it's the best thing for you. It might hurt in the short term, but it'll be the best thing for you in the long term. So if you're having some of these struggles, if you are beating your head up against the wall, if you are finding that you're plateauing or you're hitting a ceiling with your artwork or your career or your mindset even, or even like your consciousness, your spirituality, well, it's time to maybe take yourself on a little retreat, a little psychological retreat where you can go and do a deep dive and figure out what really rings true to you, what really resonates, and what is this absolute truth out there, and what are the things that are holding you back, more importantly. And maybe you can start clearing those out of your life. Because believe me, when you do, the sky is the limit. Uh, I know this episode gets a little bit dark, and it gets a little bit potentially frustrating to hear some of these things. But sometimes uh, it's what we need to hear. And I always want to keep it real with you all, and be honest with my own struggles and with the things that I see artists going through because, you know, it's not all, as they would say in swingers, puppy dogs and ice cream. It's not all that. I know a lot of people who are really struggling and suffering out there as artists, and some of it is just seems like a continuous uphill battle. But let me tell you something. There are ways to pull yourself out of it, and there are ways to forge a path forward that is positive and rewarding and very fulfilling. So thanks for listening to this episode. Reach out as always on social media and be good to everybody out there. Be good to your fellow artist and always realize that they may be carrying some huge burden that you don't know about, something that is really difficult in their own life, more difficult than you even. And just let's honor each other and let's lift each other up as best we can. And let me tell you something, when you do that, it lifts yourself up as well. So thanks for listening. We will see you all next time. And I'm going to let our buddy Eckhart take us out. Thank you for coming and listening to the podcast. I will leave you with these words. You've got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. 
know when to run. You never count your money while sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. I can't take credit for these wise words. They come from an old sage named Kenny Loggins. But nonetheless, these are words to live by. I thank you for coming and sharing your presence with me. Good night, and may the Force be with you all. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.